Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. Take not your Holy Spirit away from me. Part 4. My text is taken from Psalm 51, New International Version. And my read is from verse 10 to 11. And I read, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. So I have been teaching on the subject, who is the Holy Spirit and the offices of the Holy Spirit. Jesus speaking in John 16 verse number 13 from the Amplified Bible, let us know, but when he, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you and I into all truth. He will not speak on his own, he will speak only when he hears, and he will tell you what, what is yet to come. And the Bible went on to say, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for I do not go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby will not come to you but if I go I will send him the Holy Spirit to you to be in close fellowship with you so the Bible gives seven def definitions on on the Holy Spirit he, the, the Bible the definitions are the helper comforter advocate intercessor Counselor, strengthener, and standby. And children of God, I just want to remind you that the Holy Spirit is the third part of the Trinity. We have Papa God manifesting exclusively as God through his Son, the precious Lord Jesus. And I like the way Apostle John puts it in 1 John 5. He said, who is it? that overcomes the world. Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood. Jesus Christ, he did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testify. Here we go. He, he is talking God, the Holy Spirit. He's, what did he say? He said, he said, it is the spirit that testifies. Why? Because the spirit is the truth. So it is the spirit who testifies because the spirit is the truth. So John is talking, is taking this matter to see and taking this matter to see um, simply means children of God, he's laboring a point and he's laboring the point. And he, and he comes back in verse 7, he said, For there are three that testify, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in, in agreement. And we accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God which he has given about his son. So I have been teaching the office of the Holy Spirit 
as a helper, as an advocate, as a comforter. And this week, I'm going to teach the office of the Holy Spirit as an intercessor. Jesus speaking in John 16 verse 13, he said, But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the intercessor will not come. So who is an intercessor, children of God? Who is an intercessor? The Hebrew word for intercessor is paga, P-A-G-A, paga. And paga means to impinge, come upon suddenly, come upon by accident or violence or importunity, to come betwixt. This is the Hebrew word paga, to come betwixt, to cause something, to entreat, to plead, to implore, to beg, to pray, to besiege, or fall upon, to meet together. So an intercessor is an intermediator, someone who arbitrates, go between and negotiate deals and cases and matters and concerns and anxiety and worries and fears and alarms. So the Holy Spirit is all of these and more, and he still is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He was all of this in the life of Jesus. He was all of this, all of the list that I've just read out in the ministry of Jesus. Why? Jesus was 100% man and also 100% God. Jesus suffered, or Jesus surrendered himself to be utilized by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, from 100% deity to 100% human likeness, so that the will and purposes of God for Adam falling race can be realized. Philippians 2 verses 6 declares, Who being in, in very nature, God did not consider equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And I like the word humble, children of God. He humbled himself. We cannot be used by God if you are still you, or if I am still Pastor Sandra. I cannot be expected to be used. I cannot expect God to use me if I'm still me. You and I have to die first. And um, this death that I'm talking about is not the physical death. Die means flesh has to receive a severe blow. How is it done? The Holy Spirit, it is done by the Holy Spirit disciplines. What does it entail? Don't know. Every child of God is different. 
because the way he disciplines me would be a different way to how he disciplines you. We are different persons. We're different personalities. So the way he disciplines me would be a different way he, he would discipline you. So, 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 um, but it is done um, by the Holy Spirit disciplines. If you know the life of Job and, and his suffering, what he goes through, Moses, and what Moses went through, Joseph and Daniel in the lion's den, and, um, those are examples of disciplines. Uh, I don't know, Jonah, who um, was swallowed up um, by the whale because he was told to go to Nineveh and he, he made a detour. And so he was thrown off in the sea and um, was swallowed up by a whale. And that's an example of a discipline. Uh, and um, perhaps um, I wouldn't be thrown off in the sea because if he tells me to do something, I would do it, especially now at my age, because I'm afraid of him. When I said afraid, I'm not meaning afraid, afraid as a scaredy cat, but no, I mean afraid of, as in respect. And, um, and the consequences is I'm not able to handle them. So um, um, prevent is better than cure, so I'll do it. So the, I'm saying that to say that the discipline of the Holy Spirit is different um, is tailored different um, to the individual. So your flesh and my flesh has to be put on the cross and be buried. John 12, verse 24, Verily, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies... It produces many seeds. So um, what does this mean? Um, unless a kernel of wheat falls. Kernel of wheat means you and I. Or human opinions. Or thoughts. Or feelings. Or study. Or views. Or intentions. Or reasonings. Analysis. Logics. They all have to die. Why? they will become trouble to the spirit of grace. The Holy Spirit wants to have full reign to maneuver in the life of the child of God, and they will become a stumbling block. The list that I've just read out to you will become a stumbling block to the move of the Holy Spirit if he's giving you instructions and you're having it your way. Or if you're saying to, to him, why should I? You're asking a lot of questions. You have your own analysis. You have your own logics. You have your own view. And you have your own reasonings. It will not work. Why? It is, it is in him that we live and move and have our being. So it will be trouble, big trouble. If the list gets in the way of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus gave himself freely in order to accomplish the will of his father. You heard him said, I have to do the work of my father. He said in John chapter 10, 18, 
No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to, this is his life he's talking. He said he laid down his life on his own, on his own accord. Yes, he wasn't bullied into laying it down or hamstrung into laying it down or to his hands tied behind him to lay it down. No, he said, I laid it down on my own accord. He said, I have the authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. What was the will of his father? The will of the father for Jesus was for Jesus to restore Adam's fallen race back to him. So Jesus gave himself freely to intercessory prayers for the Spirit of God to use him. So Bible tells us a few things about Jesus' life as an intercessor, how Jesus would appear to pray. And in Luke 5, verse 16, the Bible let us know that he withdrew to lonely places and prayed. That was a, a, a pattern of him. He would withdrew to lonely play, play places to pray. Jesus liked to pray all night and in early morning. That's another side of, 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 of his intercessory um, um, prayer walk. He made huge accomplishments after he finished praying. He cast out devils, he heals the sick, and raised the dead. He gave the disciples the template on how they must pray. And in Matthew 6, he said, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, you go in your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask. And so, children of God, because he knows, you can just be you. Because sometimes I heard a lot of people say, I can't pray. But just be you, just express yourself. You know, just be you. You know, just say, you know, Father God, I have an interview today. And I ask you to be with me. And I ask for your protection. I ask for your favor. Touch my tongues so I will speak effectively. You don't even have to pray the way I'm praying. It can be even more simple than that. Because your father, he's, the Bible said that your father knows what you need. He knows what you need. He just wants you to speak it, to say it. Yes? So in Matthew 14, 23, after he had dismissed them, the Bible said he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray later that night. And he was there alone all night. He was there praying. He was there praying for you and he was there praying for me. He was praying for your children. He was praying for your career, your business. He was praying for your life that you will come to know him. He was restoring you back to the Father. Luke 6 12 to 13, he said, 
One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them. See what I'm saying, children of God? It comes out of prayer. He had the ability to call them and name them, call them by their names, yeah? And designated um, uh, them as apostles. Simon, which is Simon Peter, Andrew, his brother, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, and Judas. That came out of prayer. Yes, that came out of intercessory prayer. Yes, Mark 1, 35 says, tell us again, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place to pray. And he prays on the Mount of Olives until his sweat. This was before he was crucified. Until his sweat became drops of blood. And Jesus said, Verily, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Do you believe that, child of God? Yes, I believe that with all my heart that you will be able to do the works that he's doing. He said, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name. So whatever, if you believe, whatever you ask, you will get it. He said, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Amen. You may ask me, for anything in my name, and I will do it. Amen. So I'm going to close today and come back next week to finish this off as um, the office, uh, the Holy Spirit as the office, as an intercessor. Because as this is a very, 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 very great office to have uh, and to emulate because once you have this office, you, you, oh my God, it, prayer changes everything. If the cloud is dark, you can clear it. And I'm going to show you. I am going to show you in the Bible where one man, the Bible said he was just ordinary, just like me and you. And one day he prayed and the rain stopped for three years. Three years. He was just, there was nothing special about him. He didn't have a PhD. He was just an ordinary man. So next week when I come back, I'm going to show you different examples of ordinary people praying and something happens. So Papa God, we thank you for becoming. Happy Father's Day to you, the great I am that I am. There is none like unto you, Papa God. You are God all by yourself. No God to come after and before you and we thank you for the spirit of grace that you have deposited in us by our savior the precious lord jesus our life intercessor and the life that he cascaded to us by the holy spirit resident on the inside of us bless your children as they listen to your word cause a change as they ponder and mull over this teaching papa god stir up the seed of intercessory 
that was planted in them. Let that seed be ignited as they hear this, this podcast, this, this teaching by the Holy Spirit. Let them not go empty-handed in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Sandra, checking out now. And just to remind you to, to just share this message um, with your friends and your family. Forward it. Don't let it sit. Just forward it on because the Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And we have a responsibility to propagate the gospel. And this is a way of propagating the gospel just by sharing it so somebody can hear the word of God. In Jesus' name, God bless you. <laughs>